Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. It is Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana here with my tag team partner for today, Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. And Mike, we have a very special guest returning to Down for the Count, returning to ESPN San Antonio, Mr. Matt Hardy. How you doing, Matt? Very good. How are you today? We're doing well. And you, are you in a gym there? I'm trying to figure out where you're. You don't have to tell me your GPS locations. But are you in a gym there? Yes, I'm at home. Uh, this is my personal home gym. This is, is the uh, the big money map official home gym. On the big Hardy money. compound. Are we on the Hardy yes. compound? There you go. Hardy compound. We have it all here. We have we have gyms. We have arcades. We have pools. We have zoos. Now, Matt, I don't want to ask you a weird question, but I'm going to ask you a weird question because a couple of days ago on Twitter, you posted a photo of yourself in the bathtub. And usually I don't pay attention to Matt, Matt Hardy bathtub photos, but you were in a bathtub full of money because you're, you know, you're big, big money, Matt. Do you do you have so much money that you often swim in a pool of money like Scrooge McDuck? Uh, only time to time. Uh, sometimes I remind <laughs> the current wrestling fans if they forget, uh, you know, if they go, oh, Matt Hardy's wrestled for almost 30 years already. We're past him. We're done with him. He's he, he's he's washed up. And I just show them how I do wash up. I wash up in the cash that I've made over the years and that I'm still making currently. That is a baller nice. move right there. <laughs> You've been in the business for so long. Yeah, you just bathe in money. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, and, 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 and just a little bit of information and backstory on that photo that you're talking about. I took that photo in 2013. There was legitimately, uh, legitimately $63,000. How much was, was filled up that day? About that $63,000, Mike. And I don't know if it, that, it costs that much to go see Matt face Christian Cage uh, this Wednesday, July 14th, HEB Center. But Matt, you know, you've had this long rivalry with Christian Cage. What yeah. is your current beef? It's 2021. Why are you still have this thing going on with Christian Cage? I, I mean, I think we would have been cool. But Christian Cage, when he came in and we were both in the double or nothing casino battle royal, the winner was going to get a shot at the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And I made a deal with Christian Cage that we would throw out Jungle Boy and the two of us will settle it like the legends we are. But then he turned his back on me. He betrayed me. As soon as he shook my hand and made the agreement, he broke his trust with me and eliminated me from the match and threw me out. So now he has a big problem. And not just with me, but with my entire stable, the HFO. All right, Matt, I wanted to switch gears here for a second. So um, it's been kind of an interesting journey that we're on. This is going to be your second show on the road with AEW. And I've right. talked about this. We, we had Lance Archer on recently. And your debut and your journey in AEW is kind of interesting, too, because your debut came on the first show in an empty dailies place, like after COVID-19 really became a thing. So yes. this is really like your first big match in front of fans on the road, not in Daly's place. Obviously, you had the you mentioned the casino battle royale in uh, a double or nothing, but that was at Daly's place. So talk about the journey that you've been on, obviously exiting WWE and now going to AEW. And this is really like your first really big time match. And it's against a guy that, you know, really, really well, in Christian Cage. Right. For me, it was very important that I was able to perform my art form in front of a crowd. And I haven't been able to do that in AEW at all. So this is legitimately the first match. And it's very po poetic in many ways that it is against Christian Cage, someone who I've known for 23 years. And without Christian Cage, uh, I don't think the Hardy Boys or Edge and Christian would have, have 
been as successful as they were because myself, my brother, Christian Cage and Edge, we all made each other starting with this tag team ladder match leading into the TLC matches. And, and we really established one another. So now to fast forward 23 years later, myself and Christian Cage, uh, both of our first legitimate crowd outside of Jacksonville, big match, you know, Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. We're both very excited. And, and it's so cool. It's going to be here in Austin. It's going to be sold out. And I'm sure the crowd's going to be hyped. We have different motivations. He's there now from a character perspective to, uh, you know, really set his legacy. And I'm there from a character perspective to try and make as much money as possible. So I think we have a good story going into it. And it's going to be very exciting to play it out. And I, and I wouldn't want to be in the ring with anyone else besides Christian Cage on this night. All right, just to sort of follow up on that, because you did mention the broken gimmick and that was how you debuted and now you've kind of experimented and we've kind of seen the multiple layers of Matt Hardy play out across AEW television since you debuted last March for AEW. So my question for you is like, you have so many of these different personas and characters. You've gone heel, you've gone face. What do you prefer? Do you prefer being a heel or a face or does it really matter to you? With... The current audience, and especially during the pandemic era, the majority of the, the feedback that we could get from, from fans was like across social media and just more of the diehard fans. So especially with those fans, I prefer being a heel just because I'm in a place in my career where physically I try and minimize, I try and, smart, uh, I try and work smarter, I try and uh, really streamline the things I do in the ring. And AAW is, full, is, is filled and just full of such an incredible roster and most of them are young and they can do all these amazing things. So being an older guy, I am more about telling a story than displaying a ton of really exciting high flying moves. So I think that kind of puts me in a better category as a heel. So I would prefer to be a heel and, and do that kind of work and also brag about my legacy. And it is, it's very yeah. easy as a heel to really tap into some of my real life experiences and my real life history and also my accomplishments of the past and brag about how great I am and how I am still able to go, you know, almost 30 years into this run. Now, Matt Hardy, uh, you've done a lot of high flying, a lot of dangerous things in your career. And something that was scary for me to watch as a Matt Hardy fan was last year, your match versus Sammy Guevara at all out. He speared mm -hmm. you off the table, but you kind of missed the table. So we understand the entertainment aspect of wrestling, but there is some stuff that happened in that match that maybe you didn't really plan so much. So tell us just kind of what was going on backstage when you hit your head hard, what's going through your mind and what's going on. What is the, the mood backstage when that you had that head injury? Uh, well, I'm sure it, it was terrifying to the audience. I'm sure it was terrifying to you and everyone else. And, and it really was. It was one of those things where uh, we had decided to take a big chance in the match. And it was a scenario where it didn't pay off. And th there were a couple of things I think, we're going to change maybe the positioning of the table or where the lift was going to go to whatever. And, and ultimately I take all the blame for that. And it ultimately ends up being my fault when it's all said and done. But the thing about it is that people have to remember wrestling is uh, athletes out there being live stuntmen, more or less, whenever we're doing our acts and we're entertaining people. And, you know, what if I had jumped off the top of the cage and did the leg drop to edge and my pelvis would have exploded or what if when I had taken one of the big bumps in the TLC match, I would have broke my neck. I mean, bad things can always happen. And that's, I just want people to always remember that whenever we are wrestling a match as professional wrestlers, we are always putting our health and well-being on the line. 
think AEW learned a very valuable lesson uh, in, in that exchange. And I think if someone uh, gets knocked out, knocked unconscious in a match like that again, it will definitely be stopped from that point on. And that is the right thing to do. But in, in this scenario, I was able to get my wits back about me very quick and we finished the match. And it, it was also tricky also from AEW and Tony Khan's perspective because it was also a match where if I lose, I'm supposed to leave AEW because I had yeah. the stipulation on it. So okay. there was a little bit of, uh, of leniency as far as that goes. So we got through the match and ultimately ended up being 100% okay. And I was very lucky and very fortunate in that way, but it was also a great learning lesson for AEW and also myself as well, as far as like being on top of things uh, 100% all throughout the day and, and, and to make sure nothing slips through the cracks. And that is on me. That is my fault. So if you're going to be upset at anybody, be upset with me. But with that being said, Always remember, pro wrestling is a sport where the athletes take risk day in and day out, and and sometimes bad things are going to happen because we're taking these outrageous chances. Exactly. Um, so, just talking about AEW, and like I said, your journey here now being in AEW and this uh, being a big uh, show coming up at Fighter Fest. So, um, obviously, the conversation has been around AEW being this up and coming promotion. Obviously. WWE being the pre uh, being one of the uh, other preeminent organizations when it comes to pro wrestling. So what's interesting is like you and Christian Cage are there as veterans. They've brought in Paul White. They brought in Mark Henry. Uh, most recently, they brought in Malachi Black. Um, but what I wanted to tie this into is like we're seeing like this different style and like this different kind of product that's being put on the screen on AEW. So. What do you think that other promotions, WWE, Impact Wrestling, you've been in as well? What, what can uh, what can other promotions learn from AEW? Tony Khan is very smart and he is very savvy in understanding how to utilize talent and get the most out of them. You see, like at WWE, often they'll take a guy who's like established who they think is coming towards the end of their career and they'll just use them to like put over guys or have the younger guys just beat them up. And, and they kind of like hurt the equity or the value of that star. Tony, on the other hand, understands how to place that star in a position where he can still maintain his strength and he can help younger acts, uh, you know, get over. They can help younger acts, you know, win matches or beat them and defeat them, but they are still kept strong by still looking like an act that is, adequate and powerful and dangerous and can knock anybody off at any time. And, and that's kind of, I think, the key to it. So when you look at AEW, I think one of the biggest lessons any promotion could learn is how to utilize guys that have name value that maybe are getting towards the end of their career and still keep them relevant and keep equity in them, along with helping to build up the young talent and also the future of whatever your promotion is. All right. You know, Matt, it's always good to talk to you. Second time you've been on down for the count. We're looking forward to seeing you this Wednesday, July 14th at the HEB Center, Cedar Park, Texas. You're going to be taking on Christian Cage. And if you live in Central Texas, you got to be at this match. You got to be at this AW show, Fighter Fest Night One. And if you live elsewhere, you got to watch it on TNT Network. See our friend, big money, Matt Hardy. Matt, thank you so much for joining us again on Down for the Counts. Wednesday night, we're both coming out with our working boots on. We're planning on kicking ass. We're planning on stealing the show. All right, Matt Hardy, have a great afternoon. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.